Let's deal with politics with Jason Walls, our chief political reporter. Hi, Jason. Hello, Heather. Geez, you guys are getting hit by snags the whole way, aren't you? Oh, it's just snag after snag, hiccup after hiccup after hurdle after hurdle. I mean, it started off with Chris Seed, who's MFAT CEO, getting COVID in San Francisco, and then the Prime Minister's Chief Press Sec getting COVID as well. That's Andrew Campbell. And there's another member of the Prime Minister's delegation, another top official that has been has got the virus as well. So it's really not working out very well for the Prime Minister. However, she's in good spirit. She says that she's still going to see Joe Biden and, and Kamala Harris. And so the White House visit is still on. On, but we hit yet another snag, if you can believe it, earlier this morning when we found out the Defense Force plane that we've been using all across um, to, to get to the U.S. and then to zigzag across the country has broken down. So the Prime Minister was always going to fly back to New Zealand commercially, so it doesn't interrupt her plans at all. But it means for those who are actually remaining in Washington, D.C., we've got a little bit longer yet. So, yeah, a, a few snags along the way. But, I mean, this always tends to happen with the Defense Force plane. In fact, we were pretty surprised that it made it this far, to be honest. <laughs> to be fair, so was I, actually. Anyway, you've got the big meeting tomorrow, the White House. What should we expect out of it? We've already had our expectations dampened a bit, right? Yeah, so the Prime Minister said there is not going to be any announceables to come out of this. So she's not going to come out and make a big speech about the things that they've agreed upon and what they're going to be doing next. It is basically just a meet and greet between the two of them. And they're going to be looking for a few things. But when it comes to the main talking points of the meeting, Ardern was quite clear on what that will be. Look, there'll be a number of issues on the agenda, as you can imagine, but really top of mind for us, alongside obviously the war in Ukraine, uh, is the situation in our region. We'll be continuing to encourage the United States to really continue and strengthen engagement in our region, including economic engagement, which is really critical uh, to our region. So it seems like China is going to be a very important part of this meeting. And that is, of course, because of the increased increased presence that China has had in the Pacific. It started off with the Solomon Islands. And Jacinda Ardern said that she was concerned about that security deal. But it's only kept rolling from there. And there's the Chinese foreign minister has basically a tour of the Pacific to try and strengthen their security ties with these nations. But, you know, when it comes to talking details, Ardern actually played the issue down a little bit today. I think what I would say is that actually from this latest round of engagement, what's been described to me is, is that it has by and large been routine diplomatic engagement. And I think we do need to just take a step back and remember that of course China has been present in the Pacific and active in the Pacific and across you know, infrastructure projects uh, and built relationships over a number of years. What is happening right now is not new. So that is quite a stark difference than we, what we've heard before in terms of her saying the security pact with the Solomon Islands was of concern. So we're seeing on the eve of her meeting with Joe Biden, she's really reigning in her rhetoric and just saying, you know, this is normal. This is just par for the course in the Pacific, whereas you've had people like Shane Jones and Winston Peters and a number of other top um, former diplomats come out and say, hang on, this is something that we need to be worried about. Jason, from where I'm sitting, this looks like this trip has been a success. Would you agree with that? Well, I would say so far before we've got to the White House meeting, you'd have to say yes. I mean, in terms of bang for your buck, it was always going to be a very easy win for Ardern. All she needed to do was come over here and promote New Zealand to the rest of the world. And of course, she had um, the, the late show with Colbert. She had the Harvard speech and the Harvard speech was basically everything else was worked around that. Yes, she had some tech meetings in the East, uh, in the in the West Coast, but those really haven't come to the fore as much as those early meeting has. So we're going to have to 
wait to see, you know, how successful that's going to be. We're going to have to wait to see those tourism statistics when they come out to see if she was able to persuade more people to, from no from North America to come to New Zealand and spend their holiday in New Zealand, which is one of the main pillars. But in terms of tomorrow, you know, if, if Ardern is able to, you know, persuade Joe Biden a little bit more on the CPTPP and see if they can get them to join that agreement, that would be a, a major success. I don't think she's going to do it. I don't think Jacinda Ardern will be able to pull the U.S. into that agreement by herself. You need some other big hitters like Japan and um, and Singapore and some, some other major players in that agreement. But, you know, she might pull a rabbit out of the hat and something might come along a little bit further down the track. In fact, I think that it's probably going to be more of a win for Joe Biden than it will be for Jacinda Ardern because she is seen in the U.S. as quite a progressive hero and Joe Biden being a, a Democrat, but not a particularly exciting one for him to have the photo op with Jacinda Ardern. I think it's going to do wonders for him. All right, Jason, thank you for that. Jason Walls, our chief political reporter out of the U.S. for us.